Thank you so much for joining me today here on It's a PR Thing. You know I love talking to you about PR things. And today I'm starting a series called Corporate Cultures That Court Crisis. Now, it's not really limited to just corporate cultures, but I like the alliteration, so we're going to go with it. For the next few episodes, I'm going to highlight at least one corporate culture each time that sets organizations up for trouble. Now, these are cultures that operate in ways that can draw organizations into a crisis situation or invite controversy that is disruptive to the business. Now, you may be working in one of those right now and you see the writing on the wall, or maybe you're one of those folks that's working very diligently to keep your organization from morphing into a culture that courts crisis or controversy. But either way, this is gonna be a valuable series with some good episodes for you and also for you to share with your leadership. So get ready to take some copious notes today and let's all dive in for some more PR learning love. Welcome everyone to It's a PR Thing. This is the show where we help you build relationships that build business. We'll give you a better understanding of what PR is today and how you can use it to drive your business in ways you never knew you could. If you're ready to build bigger and better relationship capital, then this is the show for you. Thank you again for joining me today here on It's a PR Thing. I'm your host, Stephanie McFarlane. And again, as I said in the preface, we are launching a new series this week called Crisis and Controversy, Corporate Cultures that Court Crisis. I call these 4C companies. They are organizations that have chosen a path by whatever direction that is moving them into troubled waters. And too often over time, they find themselves up the proverbial creek without a paddle. And there's a relatively extensive list of these culture types, but today I'm gonna focus on what I like to call for fun, the too big for your britches culture. This corporate culture is generally driven by conceit or a lack of respect for stakeholder boundaries or both. In fact, I believe one begets the other. In these corporate cultures, you guys, the organization believes it knows best. It knows better than its stakeholders. And because of that conceit, these organizations tend to get out of their lane and they start to assert or insert themselves into stakeholders' lives in a way that is really outside of what stakeholders have invited them in to do, or it's beyond what stakeholders are willing to allow them to impose upon them. Now, I'm not going to call out any companies today, although I know over the last few years we can all think of several. There's many that would fit in into this category that have been in the news. Instead, I'm going to talk about the characteristics of these cultures so that you can do your own inventory, if you think that's necessary, of your corporate culture. And then I'm going to provide some resources that you can share with your team or leadership to help course correct and to do that before it's too late. And again, if you're not in this boat, that's great, but at least it gives you things to be on the lookout for for the future as your company continues to grow and develop. So corporate cultures that fit into this too big for your britches category generally demonstrate the following behaviors. One, they do not have a good inventory of who their stakeholders are, what those stakeholders predominantly want and value. Now that's number one. And that leads to number two, 
which is the fact that they make policies based on assumptions, or worse, they make them based on media narratives and or politics, and they don't check those assumptions with their stakeholders. Now, that also leads now to number three, generally, and that is the navel-gazing aspect in which, generally, this results in imposing their internal views onto stakeholders. And those can be, for example, like employee ideologies and so forth. But again, those are being imposed from internally onto the stakeholder, not essentially getting the stakeholder input. And this all leads to ultimately number four, which is then the organization loses focus of their core deliverable, which is a product or a service. Now, what do these look like in combination? Well, when you haven't done the work of talking broadly with your stakeholders, having regular engagement and dialogue about who they are, both in majority and in minority, and what they want, what they value, etc., then the organization is just making policies based on assumptions. And let me remind us all of what assuming does, as my Navy veteran father used to say, it makes an ass out of you and me. But it also generates legislative action to reel those corporations in. It generates stockholder movement, as in moving investments elsewhere. And it also gets people to vote, both against the company's political lean or stakeholders vote with their feet and they go to the competition that they believe does get them. There's also the whole navel-gazing aspect again, which is looking inward instead of reaching out to their stakeholders for input. And that creates this groupthink homogenous environment, and then there's no one to stop the freight train before it goes off the rails. And the most prominent offense of these big-for-your-britches cultures is assuming, again, they know better than their stakeholders and what they have the right to dictate to their stakeholders regarding their values, opinions, and decisions. Why? Because oftentimes these companies, these cultures, conceitedly believe they're big, they're bold, and they're boss. And they, in turn, oftentimes hire people to be sycophants of that conceit. And therefore, the company creates its own echo chamber. What all this does is it sets an organization up for the figurative state of being both blind and deaf because these cultures have now fallen in love with their own ideologies, guys, and they've lost focus on what, what they produce or provide, and too often they forget who brought them to the dance, who got them where they are. In short, their conceit has led them to overreach, and now they've gotten too far up in their stakeholders' business without permission. So... How do you course correct this kind of culture? Well, first of all, know thy stakeholder, episode five. With that, make sure you know the difference too between audience versus stakeholder because it's not tomato, tomato for a very strategic reason. And that is Tuesday tip number two. Also, know when to decrease to increase. That's very important for a culture like this. And that's Tuesday tip number eight. And if you do actually put this all together, what you'll find is now you have you have the essential thinking and tools to build relationship capital, and that is episode four. So if you're seeing the signs that your company culture is getting too big for its britches, please apply the counsel in these episodes and course correct now so you can avoid crisis or controversy down the road that can be disruptive to your business and cost you not only a lot in crisis management or controversy management, but also can cost you big in reputation. 
that's our show for today, friends. Thank you so much for joining me on It's a PR Thing. I love, love talking to you about PR things. Please go out and make it a great day.